Hello, everyone, and welcome to itsyourseason.life, where we are discovering and celebrating life at any age. This is a story about you, for you, from people like you. We all share a lot as we mature in life, and the journey is made even more special when we can celebrate it with someone else. This podcast series is based on living well and eating well, with Living Well podcasts featuring guests who inspire all of us to live a life soulful and rooted in a passion. Eating Well podcasts will be focused on healthy lifestyle tips, easy recipes with a plant-forward focus, and all-around wellness. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Your Season.Life. Today, it is the first day of spring, and we are talking eating well and living well and springing into action. So my guest today is Evan Mimier. He's a long time vegan who's happy to discuss plant-based eating with anyone who is interested in this topic and that is why we're here today because we are interested in this topic as a male vegan with a background in motorcycle mechanics and construction he is certainly accustomed to being the only vegan in his circles but as eating fads targeted men like the keto diet and carnivore diet come and go he continues to eat a whole foods plant-based diet since the best longitudinal nutritional studies and his own before and after blood work really helped him optimize his own diet for disease prevention. He eats well, and I have no doubt when he eats well, he is living well as well. So thank you so much for joining me today, Evan. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Sure. Yeah. So let's just kind of dive right in and give us an idea of kind of how'd you get started? Like, where are you from? Um, And then we'll just keep going with it. How's that sound? Sure. Yeah. um, So... I'm from Texas originally, um, 40 years old. Um, My wife and I both used to live in Arizona. That's where we met. Uh, We live in Colorado now. We've been here for 12 years. Um, And a little bit about my background. I, my first career path was a motorcycle mechanic and then I worked in construction for a long time. I also worked in the service industry as a bartender for 10 years, um, but now we are self-employed and we have both been vegans for 10 years. That is a long time. My husband and I have been four years and wow, we're going to make it to 10 and we're going to find out how to make it to 10 from you today. So what was the inspiration behind a lifestyle change like that? Uh, You know, to be honest, it was my wife uh, to start because when we first met, uh, my wife was a longtime vegetarian. She was a vegetarian when she was in high school. And when we were dating and we were living together before we were married, um, I was still on the standard American diet. And, you know, it just kind of never made sense because we were cooking two different meals and and just kind of living two different lives, uh, so to speak, uh, as far as, you know, what we ate and like the lifestyle that, you know, we were trying to pursue. And... Um, so she really got me uh, interested in vegetarianism, veganism, things like that, and just constantly educating me on, you know, the health benefits and also the uh, the, the detriment to the planet that that uh, you know big ag has on on the earth and things like that. Also, my father had many heart attacks when he was, uh, I say, a young man, but like he had his first heart attack when he was in his. 40s and um it kind of just scared me a little bit to keep going down the path that I was with the way that I was eating after learning all the things that my wife was teaching me and you know we watched documentaries like cowspiracy and things like that and just kind of learn about the deceit that that the big ag has and the environmental impacts and human health impacts that that eating meat and dairy do on your body so long story short we I started I, I said you know what one day I just said you know what I love to eat vegetables I said I I have no problem doing that. I was like why are we doing this is kind of ridiculous like for me to eat a completely different meal than you and um so we just i just went vegetarian with my wife one day and uh really kind of never looked back that was at the beginning of our vegan journey so 
I just switched over to being vegetarian and uh, we were still eating cheese and eggs and things like that. And one day, my wife is really into, um, you know, learning our, our blood work and, and, you know, researching and all these things. My high cholesterol, my, my bad cholesterol, I should say, my LDL was extremely high. Like I, I could have possibly been on the verge of a heart attack and I was 30 years old. Um, and that just kind of scared me just thinking back uh, to, you know, how my dad, his lifestyle was. And, you know, my dad was a bacon and eggs guy every morning and, you know, he was a big smoker and uh, all those things play a factor uh, in your health, obviously. And so after watching Cowspiracy and all these other documentaries and just learning more about the the negative effects of you know dairy on your bo- in your body um i just said one day to her i said you know what we just need to be vegans i was like all these negative things that that eating meat and dairy caused not to only to us but to the planet i mean we we that's just not uh, uh that doesn't align with our morals and uh so we just switched we just switched and um and it's been great and that's kind of really how it started was that my my wife was and i were both eating different meals when we first met and then we switched to veget i switched to vegetarianism with her and then after finding my blood work being really bad we switched to vegan together and it's been 10 years now and may I ask how your blood work is now? Blood work is perfect. It's oh. it's perfect. Yeah, lo- the LDL, HDL, all the, all the things uh, are are just top notch. Uh, there's not a problem with my blood work uh, whatsoever, and, and hers either. Um, my my cholesterol, my LDL was always higher than hers. No matter even we ate the same things, mm-hmm. and we get our blood work, we get our labs done once a year mm-hmm. just to check. But no matter what, my LDL was always higher than hers. So, mm-hmm. um, but since we went vegan, they're they're perfect. They're exactly the same. It's phenomenal. That's a great story. That's a great result. There's so much out there about maybe not total reversal, but certainly reversing some of these markers. And you were young. Mm -hmm. And they're really showing that, you know, cardiovascular disease does start much earlier than people think. That's that's a wonderful story about reversal. So a little bit of health, some environment, and mm-hmm. just kind of what I would call efficiency. If you're, we might as well both do it together and just be be a little more efficient in our household as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Were there like any kind of I'm gonna say ups and downs? But you know, a lot of people ask me, oh, I can do it, or how do you do it, or there's different formulas of you go in and you just take everything out of your kitchen and start fresh, or you you kind of ease into it, or they. Um, when you made that final, did y'all just kind of do like the final sweep or just were there ups and downs, you know, through that process? You know, not really. We really just switched 100% to veganism and never looked back. We never wavered on it because mm-hmm. we were going from vegetarian to, to vegan. So we didn't have a bunch of meat or anything like that in the house. And to be honest, I can't remember uh, exactly if, uh, you know, if we had some cheese left over, if we just finished it off, or we probably wound up giving it to her parents because they don't, they live not too far from us. And and we're like, hey, do you want this block of, you know, cheddar that we have? We're we're not going to eat it, you know, so on and so forth, something like that. I can't remember exactly how it went. But, But as far as ups and downs go, we didn't really have any ups and downs as far as wavering on like, oh, I'm craving cheese today. I want to have some, in, in, or, or oh, I really need a, 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 a hamburger or something like that. Like it was never like that with us. We really just switched over mm-hmm. and just stuck with it. And I think really one of the main keys in that uh, that made it so easy for us to do that is that we have each other. And it's not, again, it wasn't like, you know, I would go to work and I would, you know, sneak and go get Burger King or something like that. It's just that it made it easier for us to work together to, to you know, figure out how to, what we we're going to cook that day and, and, and what meals to prepare and things like that, trying to uh, eat a cleaner lifestyle. But I will say this, you know, nowadays, 
compared to the past, you know, vegans of a decade plus ago that were, you know, really doing it um, for health reasons because there was not so much or hardly any at all of all these meat substitutes and cheese substitutes and all these, um, you know, processed, you know, vegan quote unquote foods um, that technically aren't healthy for you just because they say it's vegan if it's processed and it has, you know, a lot of saturated fat in it, it's not good for you. And so we kind of started off as uh, junk food vegans, for lack of a better term, as like, oh, be- because nowadays, you know, there are so many meat substitutes and cheese substitutes, as we, we kind of switched over by doing it that way. Um, with the with the uh, f- meat hamburger substitutes and the cheese substitutes, all these things. Um, but since then, because of you know, as we know, you know, eating processed foods uh, and all the saturated fat that they use in these meat substitutes is not good for you. We have since uh, switched over to a whole food, plant based diet. So, I mean, as far as um, ups and downs go, like I said, we never wavered on going back to eating meat or dairy or fish or anything like that, but we did eat a lot of the vegan junk foods mm-hmm. um, and and since have not, we, we still will eat those occasionally or if we mm-hmm. go out to eat or something and there's a, a vegan restaurant that has, you know, seitan hot wings or 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 something like that on the menu like we'll get that you know on occasion but it's not something that we keep in the house regularly and are always consuming yeah so i mean yeah that's a great point i mean that i think they have some value in helping people with the transition and the mind bending part of just making you know the first level of effort but the vast majority of foods coming from whole foods it's that's kind of a mind bender too of thinking how many whole foods can you put on your plate you know that's mm, for many yeah. that, that's a that's a real transition as well so kind of on the spectrum i always say there's kind of like this spectrum of of uh, eating more plants from full-on vegan and your meat not cooking on a on a setting where there was a meat product to you know more vegetarian and then in the middle there's somewhere there's a no fat no salt no sugar group what are your thoughts how do you all practice kind of like the additives like this the fat the salt the sugar um there's one more that i'm missing but go ahead you know we find it pretty easy not to uh you know add those kinds of things um we pretty much cook with no salt sugar and fat and we add salt to taste if something we we are eating you know we think we needs a little bit of salt or something like that we don't use sugar at all we don't we don't have sugar even in the house i don't think um we do use other forms of sweeteners um we were using a little bit of those artificial sweeteners, but since have not been using those. And we use things for sweeteners to be to be specific. Like we use things like maple syrup mm-hmm. and uh, agave syrup mm-hmm. to sweeten like our coffee. Uh, or um, she'll use it when she's baking things uh, and and stuff like that. Um, we really don't have a lot of of. Uh, salt sugar and fat in our diet purposefully Mm -hmm. um we just kind of stick to to how it how it comes and we use you know to be honest we use hot sauce uh which i know is high sodium stuff but we use um uh limited amounts of, of those kinds of things and um we just really try to keep it simple and one of the things i was gonna say is is as far as it goes with like junk food vegans and things like that is for people that are um, trying to switch over uh, to, to more of a plant-based or vegan diet, you know, I have found that it's easier for people to switch over going with more of like the junk food vegan stuff to try to transition from eating, you know, the standard American diet um, going that route and then kind of working their way into just eating whole food 
whole food, plant-based, you know, fruits and vegetables, beans, potatoes, legumes, you know, things like that. Um, and we also like to stick with kind of like some signature, uh, uh, you know, ethnic food, so to speak, being like Mexican food is very easy to make vegan Mexican food. Uh, Asian food uh, is very easy to do with, uh, you know, tofu, vegetables, rice, you know, all these things uh, that you even find at any Asian restaurant uh, anywhere you go. I mean, they all, a the Asian culture uses tofu uh, a lot, so it's not hard to find something, um, even dining out, that is vegan friendly you okay it's a really good point because you know standard american diet i think that's what some of those replacements do is help transition the standard american diet into the vegan part that may not be healthy but then when you start exploring other cuisines you realize how many other cuisines are really based on beans lentils you know cruciferous all kinds of you know plants uh, mm -hmm. versus a standard American, whether it's, you know, somewhere in the Mediterranean or Asia or India, just there's so many Mexican, Hispanic, anything, Hispanic, Spanish, any of those that are, you know, they just have a lot of uh, lentils and, and beans and grains mm -hmm. innately in them that the standard American diet. So that was a really, that was a very good point. I know, I know here in our household, I do like walk Wednesday and taco Tuesday just to get the cuisines in. So I know what day maybe uh, if I, I'm just brain dead on what to make, I can go, oh, well, okay, it doesn't have to be Taco Tuesday. But, you know, something in that realm, I just kind of made it fun for myself. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we actually do the same. We actually do the same thing. It's, it's you know, because you can just open the, if you're hungry and you're tired, you know, at dinner time, you know, it's really easy to just open the fridge like, oh, I'm hungry. What am I going to eat? You know, mm -hmm. and, and not have an idea of what to do. But if you have that kind of um, standardized, so to speak, kind of go to uh, thing Taco Tuesday, Mediterranean Monday, things yeah. like that. Like it's an easy way to say, like, oh, I can make this. Oh, I have some uh, garbanzo beans, yeah. and I have some rice. I have some, you know, hummus. You know, I, I have some vegetables. I can chop it. Like, and it just makes it easy to go right into making something, and it, it doesn't take as long um, as people think. Yeah, and I think uh, because everyone too, there's this whole cooking skill thing, and mm -hmm. I think everybody knows how to cook, do cook a cook up a standard America diet of hot dogs or pizza or hamburgers or you know uh, uh, unhealthy pasta and so forth. You know, we know what to do with that, but uh, there there is a transition to either learning how to you know cook or prepare. I don't know if it was canned or frozen. You know. Uh, more of a plant-based diet so it does help with that you know developing the skill level too maybe so that that was an excellent point so what what are your easy you mentioned a couple things already that they're probably your go-to foods but what, what would you say is your go-to food that um uh, maybe others can try. I, I would say, uh, to, to be honest, I think it's Mexican food. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I it's it's so good. I mean, I you know, growing up in Texas and living in Arizona and just used to uh, real, you know, Tex-Mex or or very close to authentic Mexican food. Uh, fajitas, tacos, burritos. I mean, you can even do uh, enchiladas. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just so easy because you just chop peppers and onions and you have some beans, some rice, some tortillas, you know, it's just, it's so simple. But a, a lot of times, but we also do, uh, the, the two that I mentioned were Mexican and Asian, and those are really the ones that we really mm -hmm. stick with because it's so easy mm -hmm. to just cook a block of tofu and make some rice in the Instapot and steam some vegetables mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, throw it together with some, you know, uh, some sauce, some, some sriracha and some uh, tamari sauce or something like that and just have a little stir fry kind of a thing. It's just a super simple, quick, easy dish to make that's 
healthy and satisfying. You know, I know we're talking about food, but you're saying a lot about sauces. And that's what I tell people. It's like, that's, you know, instead of thinking about meat being the flavor, then your your mind kind of bends toward the different sauces and flavors that you can add to things to bring flavor to the dish. Absolutely. Yeah, we have, I have always been a hot sauce fanatic. Like I love trying different hot sauces and we eat really spicy food. Like we're always cooking with peppers and onions and, and uh, all kinds of stuff. And so like, that is the flavor. You add a little bit of hot sauce. You don't need much. I mean, it's not, like you said, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not hard to make food flavorful. And plus vegetables have a ton of flavor. And, and uh, it's just, it's a lot easier, I think, than people think that it is to, to cook vegan and to eat vegan and to eat well and to have it taste good. I think that's kind of a, a stereotypical misconception of vegan diets or vegetarian diets. People just think like, oh, you just eat salads all day and it's just lettuce. And, you're, you know, it's like, well, it's actually not because it's it's fun it's it's a lot of creativity in the kitchen and just it's just it's it's just a lot of fun it's i don't know how else to describe it but it's just being creative and uh eating good food everybody loves to eat good food and it's very satisfying to to make something that you created and have it taste good and be satisfying and, and it's so much more healthy oh my absolutely. god absolutely absolutely so i have two questions for you um and uh, one is going to branch off of what you just said but so stereotype that's a word okay you're a guy you're vegan <laughs> right i'm being right. bad but you know it's it doesn't come up in the bar conversation um and we're both from texas and we both have heavy meat backgrounds so mm-hmm. kind of what are your thoughts about men and veganism i'm not exactly sure how to how to ask that but i'm just gonna be blunt and say you know, I don't. I don't really hear that. You know, hey, dude, are you vegan? You know, <laughs> right? No, totally. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I don't meet a lot of male vegans, and th- that could be for a multitude of reasons. But just in general, I don't think that um, there are a lot of male vegans out there, just out in the world. I mean, if you, you could Google and you can see there's like a lot of professional athletes are vegan. There's a lot of celebrities and things like that, that are vegan or have recently switched over to vegan. Um, but I think the stereotype with males and veganism is that society has, um, almost kind of brainwashed them to think that to be male you have to eat meat to be masculine and uh be tough and you're not tough and strong if y'all all you eat is vegetables and i will just raise this point that it has been proven by scientists who studied the roman gladiators that the roman gladiators were mainly vegetarian so to think about that those guys were out there fighting to the death and they were eating diets heavy with beans and grains and they really had no animal products in their diet whatsoever i say vegetarian because that's the way the research states it Mm -hmm. uh, is vegetarian but for the most part these guys were vegans and they were the gladiators fighting to the death you know fighting fighting each other and tigers and things like that But I, I really think to answer your question shortly is that like they th- I think that society has really just kind of made it seem um, like you're weak if you don't eat meat as a man and like that's just kind of how they market mm-hmm. m- meat products and dairy products to uh, society and to males in general if you look at commercials and things like that that are based and marketed towards men. Um, that's just kind of what they're trying to put into the male brain is that you have to eat meat to be tough and strong and to, you know, get work done and, and, uh, you know, all these things when eating all of these things that they're trying to sell you and then they're marketing to you, meat, dairy, all this stuff are the, are the things that actually destroy the human body and males specifically, I mean, these are the things that um, 
you know, cause erectile dysfunction and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's a, I just think that there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, because as we know, uh, you know the 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 meat industry the dairy industry all these industries will they pay for research to be favored in their uh towards them and their product and they'll put it out there and say oh yeah um you know eating bacon every morning uh, makes you feel better so you should eat bacon you know or something ridiculous like that and so you know and they put that on the cover of you know time magazine or whatever it is and so now they have people eating bacon three times a day and and, and stuff like that when it's just it's it's just false and it's uh, there's just you know and i'm not an expert on any of these things as far as you know research goes and all this stuff my wife is actually uh, a lot more versed in in all these things um but I think that really it's just a stereotype and it, it's just people are listening to the wrong channels and they're not finding information for themselves. It's interesting though because when I worked in construction, I worked with a lot of younger guys, you know, half my age. And uh, I was a vegan. I'd been a vegan for a long time. I was a vegan before I started working construction. And the the younger generation, you know, I don't know what generation it would, it, it, what title it has, the Generation X or, or whatever is after, a couple after mine, I guess. But they are a little bit more open-minded to the thought of plant-based diets and things like that because I think that it's just been around longer now and there's a lot more people that they know, famous people that they've heard going vegan or plant-based or whatever you want to call it. And they're just kind of used to it because you see it on restaurant menus, you know, vegan options and things like that. There's just there's just more of it out in the world. And so what's interesting is that I worked with a bunch of these guys and they would always ask me questions about being a vegan and this and that and being a man and this and that. And I would, you know, if somebody wants to talk to me and ask me questions about being a vegan, I am more than happy. I'm, I'm an open book. I, I will, I'll give you any information that I have or any experience that I have been through uh, on that topic and be honest with you. These guys were fascinated by the thought of it and, and, were really curious but the thing that kind of blew their minds i think is that i was twice their age and i could run circles around them at work being a vegan while these guys were all you know 20 21 22 years old and they were kind of slow and uh, a little bit more lethargic so to speak because you know they're on the standard american diet and it was weighing them down i mean it's just a it's just a heavy really gross feeling now that you know i think back on it and like how i used to feel when i was on the standard american diet mm -hmm. it was just slow and tired and didn't have a bunch of energy and it's just like it, it's if your body doesn't feel good your mind doesn't feel good and then you have the wrong mindset going into certain situations or being at work or whatever and you're trying to get stuff done and it's just like it's just a vicious cycle sorry to go off on a tangent there ran rave but i, I just uh I, I you know i i could talk about it for hours you know but it's i find it fascinating because like i said you know i was at twice these guys age and i'd run circles around them on the job sites and i like never run out of energy these guys are you know slow and and uh could barely could barely keep up but i think to answer your question it's just really it's really more i think people don't have guys don't have the the right information or they don't have because uh, either number one they're not looking for it themselves and they don't have somebody that's showing them you know the the research all the correct information on how much better they could be living if they went to a plant-based diet you know you raised such a great point on energy level and just how much better you can feel eating more plants i, I know for myself it's like gosh when's the last time i had to take a, a, a something for reflux or something for gas or so i mean just overall just having more energy but also just just feeling more functional in the gi track for lack of a better way to say it and just mm -hmm. that just gives you so much more energy and your microbiome is in such better shape with it and i think for men too there's this whole protein thing 
that, um, you know, how much protein to get and can you get enough protein in your diet. I, you, we probably have both watched the movie Great Game Changers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the discussion of the athletes and so forth. But, you know, what would you say to someone who says, you know, oh, well, you just can't do that. I'm not going to get enough protein in my diet. Well, you know, to be honest, I would tell them that, you know, there's actually more protein plants and beans and things like that and tofu that's better for you because there's a difference between you know animal proteins and plant-based proteins and again it all really kind of comes back to these these animal products are the main cause of all these diseases that are in the world today that are kind of man-made people that think that they're not going to get enough protein i i think in, in general america is kind of a little bit obsessed with protein in the diet when if you look at how a, and again i am not an expert i just I, re, I i get all my information from my wife i just want to be clear i i uh she gives she t tells me uh and, and all the research studies and and we watch all the all the dr gregor videos and, and we learn together but she spends a lot more time uh researching all these things so really i'm just kind of going off of what i know from her and i discussing these things but what my point was is that america's is a really uh protein addicted country uh, in general and if you look at how much protein you actually need in your diet the standard american diet is is so heavy on protein i mean you go to restaurants or whatever and it's like the main thing on your plate it's like it's like 80% protein and 20% starch or vegetable or both. Um, and you don't need that much protein in your diet. You need a balance, a proper balance of protein, carbs, you know, a small amount of, of fats and things like that, but very, very, very small amount of fats. I mean, there's, and I don't have the, the data, the research, the numbers in front of me, but I think that everybody's just a little bit protein crazy. And now don't get me wrong, proteins are good and they're satisfying and things like that, but you don't need as much as you think to have a balanced diet. So to answer somebody's question that asked me if they don't think they're gonna get enough protein, I would say that they're probably getting too much protein from the diet that they're on and they should probably cut back a little bit. But the plant-based protein is so much cleaner and healthier for you than animal proteins. I mean, the the you know gout, the disease is a excess of proteins in the body that your your body cannot get rid of. So like your kidneys and your liver are trying to filter out all these proteins, and it has nowhere to put them because there's too much uh, protein in your body. So it it just dumps it into your feet, like it just, and that's why you know gout is around now. It's a man made disease because of the protein heavy diets that everybody's on uh, at least in this country and in uh, other places around the world too but i just think there's too much protein i think there's too much protein out there everybody's consuming too much and needs to be a, a better balance and the protein comes with saturated fat and i and i can't remember what the the data is and my husband look at it every once in a while because just the percent it's like 40 percent of the Healthcare costs are due to issues that can that shouldn't be there, like cardiovascular disease and gout and things, diabetes, mm -hmm. things like that. In many cases, you know, you can manage it with diet, and we don't, and a lifestyle change, but it's just not pushed within the healthcare system. They just want to give you a pill or a <laughs> or right. something to do to, and not really include strong messages i'm going to say strong messages of lifestyle changes until until you're already at the point that you're you know having to be on several medications so it's just an interesting phenomena on how we manage our health in here and the messages that is, are being sent out to the general public mm -hmm. um, and yeah we don't and i'm sorry to interrupt but no, i no, but about good. the about the the fats like we eat my wife and i particularly eat like a very uh heavy carb carb heavy diet we do eat protein obviously but like we really don't consume fats at all like it there's some that you can't escape if you're you know obviously processed foods and things like that have some small amounts of fats in them and things like that but we don't purposefully like 
put fat into our diet. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to clarify that because sure. it's like you just need it's if there's any it's it's everything in moderation, I guess, for lack of a better term. But even then, uh, you can still overdo it. So fat is not, especially in a in a an adult body. You're not you don't really need fat in your diet. Yeah, because it's going to creep in somehow in the plants anyway, whether it's avocados or. Right. You know, if you decide you want to just have a little bit of olive oil or something, we don't need as much as we think we do either. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And there's a palate piece of it too, Evan. It's Don't you think of in the transition of just giving your your head time to kind of just adjust and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like sweetness comes from fruit and you don't need desserts anymore, you know? Right. (laughs) That's nature's candy. Nature's candy. That's right. Yeah, it, it, and you're absolutely right. It is, especially for somebody that's trying to transition from standard American diet to vegetarian or veganism, and the the, the palate piece is, is a big one. And, and that's, I think, why when we first went vegan, like we were kind of junk food vegans because it was like, okay, well, like, you know, if you just think about it, you can't, It's it would be super hard for somebody in today's society to go from eating cheeseburgers and fries all day every day to eating a low salt low sugar low fat diet just i mean you'd have to be extremely disciplined um to do that and i think that that's a big piece of it as well to to uh to even be on the path that we're on with the amount of uh, junk food that's in the world, just at all the fast food mm-hmm. places and just e- on TV. And I mean, it's just everywhere, everywhere you look. I mean, that's why there's an obesity problem in this mm-hmm. country and all these diseases that you described is because it's in your face everywhere. So you do have to be disciplined uh, and committed to doing it and to stick with it. And that's why a lot of people, I've even met people or heard people say, oh, oh yeah, I went vegan for six months, but I just couldn't do it anymore. My, my, my body just doesn't like it. And it's like, that's actually not true. It's actually more of you personally not wanting to stick with it or maybe not having the proper support system or not being creative in the kitchen and just not being able to just commit mm-hmm. to living the that that lifestyle because nobody needs to eat meat that is a a, a false statement for any that anybody says i have to eat meat and i have to i have to it's that's actually not true you just want to mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that you just want to yeah you know, i was we were in our you know i'm older than you are i was 59 or 60 you know and that's that's a lot of decades of socialization mm-hmm. of food socialization and especially you know the 70s the 80s and 90s you know the burgers just got bigger there was more cheese there was more bacon on the burgers everything got bigger 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 everything was super sized mm-hmm. and plates got you know servings got bigger wherever you go and you know it's a lot of it's a lot of unsocialization that kind of has to happen too yeah you have to give yourself time to get through that. And, you know, and some people can do it based on, I mean, I know my husband was like, he had stage four cancer. So he was like, I'm going to do it overnight. I mean, there's different levels of motivators. Right. Um, and so some people are like, that. this is it. I either do it or I don't. Absolutely. But to, for the vast majority of the population, you've got to give yourself some time to kind of get through that head head piece this is what i call it you know yeah no absolutely yeah and you're absolutely right yeah people have their own motivations and things and yeah like your husband had cancer and said i'm i'm just doing that for my health yeah. and and that's absolutely wonderful and and not that it, it it shouldn't have to come to that because it could and i'm not speaking about your husband because i don't know any uh of his background or story or what happened or anything like that but i mean again a lot of these diseases that we're talking about here mm-hmm. can be prevented without having to go through them and then switch over yeah. because you're because you almost lost your life to a disease that could have been prevented in the first place sure absolutely we talk about that all the time like just more messaging about how to prevent heart disease and or and cancer and so forth. It's just it's just I just don't think it's a message that's out there in the healthcare system in the daily workings of like primary care physicians. They're just not trained to do that. It's not part of the even prevention piece, you know, other than you might get a sheet of paper when you walk out the door. And I know I sound like I'm dinging healthcare, but I feel like I can because I worked in it for 35 years. <laughs> and I've been on that <laughs> side of it. And like, yeah. you know, we thought we did it well, but we didn't. 
Yeah. So I'm going to just ask you, what is your kind of what is your plant-based message? How do you kind of how do you share your message? You know, like I said, to be honest, if somebody has questions, you know, or is curious and, and knows that I eat plant-based and, and things like that, um, I'm an open book. I, I love talking about it. I love sharing the information and because I think that people really connect with experiences. Like you can stick data in front of people that proves everything that they thought wrong and they still won't believe it. But when you as a human can connect with somebody based on an experience that, that you have had um, to, with that person on, on whatever level of connection there is between you and whoever you're talking to, I think that that really uh, goes a long way because, I mean, as humans, you know, we're pack animals and, and we're meant to be, we're all connected I I anyways. And um, I think that that just really speaks loudly to, to just be able to connect to somebody with somebody about, you know, a certain experience. And that's what I was saying earlier about the guys that I worked with in construction is that, you know, I'm twice their age and, and I'm living better and feeling better and doing better than they were. And they're in their twenties. Um, so I would just speak to them, talk to them about, you know, my experiences and Hey man, you know, like my dad was, you know, he had a heart attack when he was 40 years old and, and all these things. And, you know, he had a quadruple bypass when he was 62 and, and, uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to live that way. I don't want that to happen to me or to anybody in my family. I, I don't want that lifestyle. I don't want to get older and uh, have a bunch of health problems. So I'm going to invest in my health now being eating right and taking care of myself and having a healthy, um, you know, ha healthy lifestyle choices. You know, I don't smoke. I rarely drink alcohol, you know, don't do drugs, you know, these kinds of things and just live purposefully. So I, again, like I, I just, um, Oh, oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, the other thing that I think that people have a misconception of, and a part of my, my message is that people say, I've heard this many times, they're like, oh, it's it's so expensive to, to eat vegan. It's like, actually, no, it's not. If you are a junk food vegan, though, and you're eating all the Beyond Burgers and all the plant-based this and all the processed food, yeah, your, your grocery bill is going to be the same, if not more, than if you're eating the standard American diet. It's the same thing. And because you're consuming all the saturated fats and high sodium and this and that, your health is probably going to be similar to what it was before anyways. But it's not more expensive to be a vegan because when you're a vegan your your section of the grocery store is the produce section and produce is typically cheap the last time i checked so is if you can learn to be not the junk food vegan is this then this is part of what we had to learn to do and not for us that it was hard to eat fruits and vegetables um because we always like i, I don't have a vegetable the only vegetable that i have a problem with that i kind of don't like eating is beets but the other than that i have not found a a vegetable that i hate and can't stand and just i'm like oh no i can't eat that but i like i know we all know plenty of people who are like oh i hate onions or i hate uh you know, spinach or whatever it is. And uh, I'm my wife and I are not that way. So it was kind of easy for us to uh, just go right into, you know, starting to learn how to cook more with with plants and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Um, but I think that that is a, a kind of a, a, a stereotype of switching to a plant-based diet is that it's more expensive and it's not it's cheaper if you're eating whole food plant-based mm -hmm. your grocery bill is going to be way less than if you're shopping in the meat department and and in the processed foods aisles and eating chips and and all these things because your your food is is i mean dried beans and uh bulk rice and 
you know, peppers and onions and asparagus, all these things that you like to eat, I mean, are not ex that expensive compared to the other way of doing it. And it's not hard. I mean, it's like you get an Instapot and, you know, an Instapot will make you a big pot of, of steamed rice in 40 minutes or whatever it is. I mean, it's it doesn't take that long. It's not as expensive as people think. Yeah, I would, I would never have thought I would be using my Instapot as much. And the other is, I finally figured out an air fryer that roasts and things like that. I actually use it more because I don't want to heat up my big oven, so I can do it in the small oven and roast things and use some of the features in that. And you're, you're so right that, uh, you know, you might go out and spend, you know, $20 a pound on meat or... Or fish or something and then you've got to figure out how to keep it fresh or freeze it and not get freezer burn and all that and mm -hmm. and just going and just really appreciating all the the flavors and the crunches and the textures and the colors it's it's like a little exploration unto itself um, yeah i think and it for us that was kind of a good way to go into it is just explore the ones and everybody has their thing you don't like beets and I, you know there's a, i will never eat collard greens i from the south i just i did that i don't like it <laughs> yeah yeah everybody has something they all have something some people don't yeah. like lima beans and that's okay because yeah thousands of there's thousands of produce and grains and beans and you got thirty thousand taste buds and then you've just got something that got stuck in your head from when you were a kid yeah so you know just give yourself a break and find those things that you enjoy yeah so you told me beets was not your thing so what no. is like what's your super favorite oh gosh i um like I said, we eat super spicy food. Like I love, I love peppers. I love to to cook with peppers. Um, uh, I mean, I potatoes are super satisfying. You know, potatoes are actually uh, has been proven to be the most satisfying food mm -hmm. uh, in in the world because. Um, just because it, it fills you up, you know, and it's just the starch and, and the carbs that you get from it are, are super satisfying. But, um, you know, I love all vegetables. I mean, I, I really do. Besides the beets and like, I'll, we'll juice beets. We'll, we'll like make a juice, uh, with beets in it. But I, I just don't like them cooked and eating them in a salad or, or on my plate. Like it just is tough for me to, to me, they just taste like dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that that's really good for you. And beets are one of the healthiest vegetables in on the planet. And everybody should be eating more of them. Um, but, you know, I, gosh, I mean, I, I really love asparagus. Um, I love uh, a nice salad with, you know, carrots and celery and peppers and onions and uh, jicama, cucumbers, uh, you know, just just a plethora you know you just got to eat you're supposed to be eating the rainbow uh of colors so all the the greens all the 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 reds the oranges the yellows the purples um it's just fun it's just a lot of fun to to eat all these different things so like you said every single one of them has a different flavor profile and, and brings something different into your palate they're, I think they're all good. They're all good. Even beets. Even beets are good. I don't want to talk bad about beets, <laughs> but but they're good and they're good for you. They have their place. I know that they do. You know, the golden beets are actually okay. Those ones have a little bit different flavor to me than like like a Detroit dark red beet or something like that, a bull's blood or something. But yeah, everything, we all need to be consuming all of them. Everything in the produce section, we all need to be eating all of that stuff in some way so i don't did you find i know i found this for us is when i go back and look at the pictures of food that i made you know six or seven years ago i'm like it's so brown and tan mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and there might be a little bit of color and i just i love looking at colorful food now and just making sure there's color on the plate but i always got just a joke of i look back and i'm got oh my gosh that's like so brown and tan so we were um, somewhere in our conversation today, we were just talking about society and health and uh, some of the pros and cons and so forth of going vegan. And you know, maybe you hear this, like people talk about their health, like, oh, well, I'm going to just be on another pill. But kind of what's your take on how proactive you can be on your own health and expectations? Yeah, I like you said, I you know, you hear so much in society today of people that just it, 
they think that the diseases that their parents have or had or grandparents or whatnot are just they're predetermined to have them like oh well my mom had diabetes and so i'm going to get diabetes or or my my mom had breast cancer or whatever it is that these preventable diseases people just think that they are going to have them and there's no way around it when it's actually just it's so simple to me that all you have to do is change the way that you eat and eat better and by eating better and by eating better i mean a plant-based whole food plant-based diet uh, or a vegan diet it, there's no negatives to it you're going to feel better your health is going to turn around i mean my from my own experience i my, my bad cholesterol my ldl was was through the roof in my 30s and i could have been on the verge of having a heart attack and i just switched to I cut out the dairy, I cut out the eggs, I cut out these other things, and now I don't have those problems anymore. And I, I'm, I'm gonna turn 41 this year, and I feel like I'm 18. I feel so young, like, and I have energy, and I mean, I, I don't even need to drink coffee for energy like i just wake up and i'm just full of energy and full ready to go and ready to get things done i'm excited about life and i just feel good and my mind is clearer so i just think that all, all these diseases that we spoke about earlier that are man-made uh uh you know diabetes and gout and and cardiovascular disease and all these things can be prevented by making simple changes to the way that you eat the, the, you know the the plant-based community does have some enemies and that is that you know it's the meat industry and the dairy industry because you know in, in their minds people who aren't eating their products are they're not putting food on their tables and and things like that but thing and, and i'm just kind of going off on a side note here but you know the other thing that a lot of people don't know is that those industries are subsidized by the federal government mm -hmm. and that if the federal government did not subsidize those industries to keep their products at a lower price, that like a pound of ground beef would be like $45 or something outrageous. And if that were the case, nobody would buy it because nobody would be able to afford to eat it three times a day or 10 times a week or whatever it may be and everybody would be forced to eat out of the produce section and eat more of a plant-based lifestyle but because of that reason meat and dairy products are kept at a cheaper price so it's easy for people to just go to oh man I'll pick up a pound of ground and and uh, pick up you know this and it's just it's cheaper and easier for them because it, it and it's you know we could go off on that for hours and hours and hours but um i think that that's something that people don't know about and people don't understand that it's it's you have to you have to you know think for yourself and and rise above you, you know what society is telling you and don't just do what everybody is telling you to do and especially the way that you eat because all these diseases can be prevented uh and you can live a healthier life by just simply eating better it's so simple and it blows my mind that people think it's difficult but it's it's um it's the simplest thing that you could do it's the easiest smallest change i think and it's a small price to pay uh, -huh. uh if for lack of a better term to invest in your health now and not have to pay for it later because we all have relatives and and people we know friends and family that are going through such bad uh, or have gone through really bad medical traumas and things like that and diseases that they could have prevented if they would have just eaten better in their earlier years uh, so yeah, I, I think the message is really like start now. Don't wait another day because you're gonna you're gonna feel better and you're gonna appreciate it and be happy that you did it uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great message because and it, whether you're 40 or 50 or 60, just just start 
because so many of the diseases are preventable and you know you can adjust the genetics just because you know my I have so much diabetes in my family all I think about is I just want to get to 65 and not be on a cardiovascular medicine or be on a diabetes medicine to me that's going to be like such a huge win that mm-hmm. I think I have arrived you know because there was so much in my family and I was always like well you know I'll probably get it or Ugh, just wait for the day but no you can be proactive and do something about it and keep it from coming your way and yeah, yeah. take the time make the effort absolutely yeah it's it's so simple it's it's like it that i not you know and, and it may be easy for me to say because you know i've been vegan for 10 years now and it did take somewhat of a scare i mean for me like i said my my bad cholesterol the ldl was really high but i, I wasn't you know uh, in any, I didn't have any health problems, so to speak. But just because you don't have a symptom, does not mean that you don't have a problem. And so, like that's that's a lot of what people go off of. Of like, what you know, if something's wrong, they have a symptom. But that's not necessarily true because you know there are plenty of very very thin people in the world that are not in good health. You have to want it. You have to want to make the change you have to want to have a healthier life and not go through the problems later um, because it's going to cost you more and and you know you why why would you want to have a a terrible exit you know to this life uh when you don't have to you can you can just you know live clean and happy and and uh stress free and disease free all the way through your whole life and uh, just by eating better you know, and to your to your point about simple, you know, some people go, oh, no, it's hard. So simple from the perspective of it's such a foundational lifestyle uh, change. Like, you know, simple of I really just have to, like, do some swapping or switching or eliminating. But it's not like I have to be on five pills and figure out how to take them all day long and go get my lab work done once a month and so forth. That's not simple. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though it seems easy, oh, just I'll give you a pill for that, or I'll give you a shot for that, or you get a shot once a month, or whatever. But I think the simplicity of it is that it's just eating as part of eating as a natural part of life. Taking pills is not. How Correct. About that? How about that one, Evan? That is absolutely true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah, nobody is meant to just be on pills all day and every day, and then and then one has this side effect, right. and you got to take another one to combat that, and now your kidneys are failing, and oh, let's get you another pill, and oh, let's get you a surgery, and, you know. And so I'll say this, and this is a whole different topic, but you know, Western medicine is great for medical trauma um broken bones uh, car accidents uh you know these 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 traumatic things there western medicine is not good for promoting health and and living a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. because their whole industry is based on pharmaceuticals and just Mm -hmm. that's that's what they know is hey get you a pill get you a shot get you a surgery Mm -hmm. you know it's oh let's pull let's get you know like it's just that's not the way that we're meant to live and we're not meant to live sick and dying and um you know crummy Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be living healthy healthy lives and again there's a whole thing about Oh gosh, you know, like well, I'm approaching, uh, you know, seventy years old, and I'm just waiting for my heart to go out, or just all these things. You hear all these things in society about, you know, people just expecting to to have some medical procedure, like, you know, these guys. I've heard it before, and I can't remember exactly uh, who it was or or what their age was or whatnot. But they're just telling me, talking about something like along these lines, and they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, my my dad had had a had a, a heart transplant or whatever when he was sixty two, and all these things, and and and, and so this person was just like expecting to go through that, and it's just like, no, man, you don't have to live like that. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed to live. Our bodies are designed to live well into our hundreds if we are t- if we take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. so I have two more questions for you. Um, and so, do you have do you have some favorite authors or researchers that you just enjoy listening to? You and your wife uh, would recommend, or uh, it could be more than one. Uh, so, uh, as far as, you know, researchers, and he's an author as well, but, um, uh, Dr. Greger, mm-hmm. um, is probably our number one 
kind of go-to guy for information you know his his website nutritionfacts.org i mean he makes it he reads and his staff you know they read every research article that's that's out there uh all the data and they make it very easy to understand you know they basically give you the cliff's notes uh of what you need to know and what's important uh for all the plant-based lifestyle stuff uh um so dr gregor is a really good one um but all the guys that have been around a long time you know neil bernard uh the guy's name is escaping me um esselstyn yeah call all those yeah exactly all those guys uh are are fabulous you know in in their realm of the 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 world which is all basically the same they're all doing the same they all have the same purpose and mission but um they've all published you know awesome research and uh information they're great to listen to and to um and find out what they what those guys had to say because when something new comes out those are the guys that you go to to mm-hmm. to find out something or if you have a question about something you're like oh well, like you know you could sit here and doctor google everything but if you go directly to those guys' website i mean you're going to find exactly what you're looking for you raised some really good points as we kind of wrap this up that you know there's a lot of research and data out there i mean i even look at there was a there was a name i was i can't believe i wasn't familiar with ansel keys who actually did the research in corn the Mediterranean diet and K rations. So I was like, oh, I found something new. And, you know, eating plants has been around for just a long, longer than we think it has. But sometimes we just need to hear someone's story. Like you said, just, you know, the data shows it, but they just want to listen to the story. And I appreciate you sharing your story today because hopefully it'll help some, a listener go, you know, I can, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. You know, I'll give it, I'll, I need to do this, you know, some mm-hmm. inspiration to kind of move forward with it. So to wrap up, though, what kind of final words might you have for someone who is considering vegan plants, just eating more plants? What words of wisdom might you have for them? Well, I would say it's easier than you think it is. It's not It's not going to be anything negative to your body or to your health. So it's it's worth trying you know, there, like I said, there's no negatives to it. You're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have more sustained energy. Like you said, you're talking about GI health uh, earlier. You know, the fiber content in in eating a plant based diet is uh, amazing for GI health. And you know, the only thing that I would say that you know it's not a negative or a downside is that because plant energy burns so cleanly and it doesn't sit so heavy in your stomach like when you eat meat and that's one of the the marketing tactics of the meat industry is they say oh you don't you stay fuller for longer when you eat steak and it's like yeah you of course you are because your body's not designed to digest that so my point is is that eating a plant-based diet the food burns so cleaner and you have much such better energy you have to eat more frequently and everybody likes to eat so uh there's nothing wrong with that you know having snacks throughout the day and and it just you just feel better so to anybody who's out there i mean i i would just say that it's not as hard as you think it's going to be it's not it's more expensive all the benefits are positive and and also to touch on something like if somebody was curious and they're like oh well like why should I listen to this guy or whatever you know there's a lot of professional athletes uh, that are out there that are and celebrities that I think that a lot of people don't know eat a plant based diet probably a lot of people that most people you know know of or follow on social medias and things like that. But um, there's one guy in particular, he is kind of a, I, I'm not on social media personally at all, and uh, but my wife is, and so she shows me uh, a lot of different, uh, all the, we follow, she follows all the, you know, vegan superstars, so to speak, or vegan um, um, influencers or whatever you want to call it. But uh, there's a guy out there, his name is Naime Delgado, and he is a vegan bodybuilder. And he has never eaten meat in his in his entire life. He was raised a vegan. His parents were vegan, 
And uh, I mean, he grew up, he talks about uh, growing up a vegan kid in the South. I think he's from like, I think, yeah, I think he's from Alabama or Mississippi or something like that. He lives in California now, but he's a vegan bodybuilder. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he, he tells the truth and he, he shows, he lays out meal plans and like he, if anybody's, any men that are out there that are interested in that or into, you know, vegan bod or bodybuilding in general, I mean, he's a good source to go to, to learn from. But I mean, if you just look at, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of basketball players. That I think everybody knows Chris Paul is an NBA player. Michael Porter Jr. Who's on the Denver Nuggets is a vegan. Uh, Chris Paul is a vegan. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is a Formula One driver. He's also one of the co-owners of the Denver Broncos. He's a vegan. Um, there's a lot of MMA fighters out there, UFC guys and stuff that are vegans. And yeah, go take a look at the Game Changers documentary. I mm-hmm. think that that's a great resource to look at mm-hmm. uh, because that's on the like speaks to men it's like oh as an athlete and these guys are are it it proves that like those guys went from eating a standard american diet to uh, a vegan diet and they're performing better and they're sleeping better and their bowel movements are better and, and all these things so it's it's worth it your health is worth it to invest in now because you don't want to pay for it later so eat good you know you sleep better make good lifestyle choices and um you're going to live a healthier longer life and you won't have to go through what you know my my dad went through uh, or and uh, so many people that we know that you know they they get into their uh, older upper years and and they have all these health problems and stuff and nobody wants to go through that and be on a hundred pills and on oxygen and you can't walk and you know, and you're just kind of like sitting around waiting to die. And I don't want to live that life. And I don't think anybody does, but you have to invest in your health now. If not, you're going to pay for it later. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. It's, uh, you know, plenty of folks at my age group that, you know, things are starting to happen and they're wanting to make the change. And yeah, and that's fine. We're helping them do that. But, you know, again, it's like your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. You've got to be doing it then so that you're not in your 60s, 70s, 80s with the consequences of the aging process as well as this cumulative, these cumulative disease processes that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and to your point about research, it's like, um, you know, there's not a healthy. It's hard to find a research that says a plant or a vegetable is bad for you unless it's poisonous. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. There's plenty yeah. out there on, you know, the consequences of eating too much, especially red meat. Just a lot, a lot, too much meat, too much cheese. I mean, that's what they're parsing out. They're not parsing out. You know, is eating a cabbage bad for you? Right. So, just thank you so much. Anyway, the lat, the your suggestions for those that are interested in plant based and vegan those were great ideas especially for the guys out there mm-hmm. um it's it's not a it's not unmanly to not eat meat it is um we do want you strong and all of us want to be strong whether we're male female or what however we assign ourselves but you know we're going to be healthy we want to live long healthy lives and and enjoy our later years as well. Enjoy our families now. You're gonna ha- you're getting ready to have a family, if I recall. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My my <laughs> wife is eight months pregnant. She's due yeah. on April 23rd, so we're expecting our first child here uh, shortly. That's exciting. Congratulations, Evan. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me today and just sharing your story. And hopefully helping others who, yeah, want to give it a try or just go full on. Just just know it can be done. Hear your story and get some inspiration from that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about it a little bit. And uh, hopefully it can help somebody uh, change their mind. That's That's all that we can hope for. So, Evan, just in case someone's out there and they just really want to reach out to you and talk about it in person, what would be a good way to, on the phone, what would be a good way for them to reach out to you and connect? Sure. Yes. Anybody can reach out to us via email. And the good email address for us would be mimiermanner at gmail.com. And that's spelled M-I-M-I-E-R-M-A-N-O-R at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a new tip for eating more veg. Give me a shout out with comments or suggestions for future podcasts. And be sure and check out my website. Follow my cooking demos on YouTube under either Lisa Boson, B-O-E-S-E-N, 
or itsyourseason.life. And if you need a recipe, visit me on Amazon and other online book retailers. And remember, it's always your season to eat more veg. So let's get cooking. <laughs>